Hi everyone, how are you going? Um, I thought I would just pop on for a second before we get into the podcast as a little disclaimer. It's my first week without Neil, so so sad. I am already missing him, especially with all the stuff with uh, Matt Rife going on on the internet. I wish I could get his opinions on that, but I mean, I can, but just not here. Um, so yeah, it's it's been an exciting journey to start solo. Um, and I did have, Neil said on the end of the last podcast, like, oh, Liza, probably take a break. And I was like, nope, I'm getting straight back into it. Blah, blah, blah. And um, <laughs> I had all these plans. Life got, time flew away. Um, and as you all know, my wedding is now, it's it's not this weekend, but next weekend. So I've been busy doing that. And I was going to record a little intro recording and just to ease you in, but I didn't. I didn't have time. So you're going straight back in <laughs> with um, me and two of my friends, Annabelle and Mari. So I wanted to put a little disclaimer, not that anything in this is wildly inappropriate or whatever, but I would like to say that this was actually recorded um, late into the night. Well, late into the night for my standards um, after my little bridal shower uh, that they organised. So there was cocktails had, not me, I'm sober, but <laughs> for them. And it was more of like a, we had zero intentions on doing this. We started talking and I was like, let's just record our like sleepover discussion the way we would usually talk. So believe it or not, this is how I talk at sleepovers. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, we do talk about serious things, but I, in retrospect, worry that how it might come across um, talking about serious things with just lightheartedly, like, oh, you're really depressed. Okay, moving on. Uh, that kind of thing. Not really, but you get, you get what I'm saying. So just take that with a grain of salt. Another one I have coming out um, with my other two friends I've recorded, uh, my two therapist friends. I have talked about this. I haven't put it out yet, obviously. Um, and that one was recorded on my birthday. So similar, similar essence there. Um, of course, I will be doing my... Um, usual and bringing in more uh, serious topics and talking about that and unpacking those things. So this isn't necessarily the new style of my podcast. It's just me and my friends coming on <laughs> and talking. Um, but it's what I've got this week. It's what I'm uploading and it's still very interesting. So do stay tuned. Let me know what you think. And finally, big thank you to everyone that's been messaging me. I appreciate it so much. It's been so wholesome. Um, I wasn't anticipating to get that much love and support from you guys. Um, so thank you again. I've had a few people reaching out saying that they'd love to be on the podcast as a guest and I'm very excited for that. So I think variety is great. Hit me up. Um, the best place to message me is Instagram, Eliza Joy Wilson, or I now have an email, um, which is sexsellspodcast at outlook.com. So you can email me there your questions, um, stories you have, or if you have an issue that you're willing to have unpacked in depth, um, feel free to email it to me there. Obviously, all your information will be kept um, de-identified and don't feel embarrassed about emailing me. I don't have the time or energy or care to go and stalk and figure out who you are or whatever. Um, so you can, you can go as vulnerable as you like. Um, okay. Anyway, thanks. Let me know what you think. Um, and yes, I will 
see you guys next week. Uh, Oh, one more thing. I'm not very tech savvy (laughs) and getting this podcast ready to upload has been the bane of my existence, figuring out how to get it from WAV to MP3. And then I had five files. I had to combine them into one. And now I've got to figure out decompressing the size, et cetera, et cetera. I have not been able to listen to this podcast through, so I don't know I think it's in the right order. (laughs) I fucking hope it is. But there is a chance something might not sound right. Um, And that is because every time I pressed play, I was getting like 10 audios on my laptop playing because I have so many tabs open that I don't know which one I was listening to in which order. I think it's right. Uh, I'm just going to go with it. Okay, bye for real now. (laughs) I still don't have an intro like the song. I don't know how to get it from here. So welcome everyone. <laughs> Annabelle I'm here with my two girlfriends, Annabelle and Mari. I'm having a girl's sleepover. Sorry, I don't have I haven't figured out an intro yet. So say hi. Hi. You get real nice and hi. Hey, that one's Annabelle. <laughs> and you may be able to distinguish them. Mari's got a Canadian accent. Love that. And we we don't have anything in particular. Annabelle's looking at me like a proud mom. <laughs> I can't quickly stop. I'm also being dead silent because she told us to come really close to the mic and you stressed me out. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Heavy breathing in the mic is fine. <laughs> Some people are into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we don't have anything in particular. We just thought we were just in the midst of a nice conversation. And I said, stop what you're saying. <laughs> I'm going to record. So, Mari. Yes, Eliza. Did you say? <laughs> Mari the Canadian. Yes. The, the Canadian, Canadian Mari. And I should also say as well, because I don't know if this podcast is coming out before my one with um, uh, Dana and Ali, uh, because I was so sick. I sounded really disturbing. So, I don't know for how early I want to put that out, but whatever. But... Those two, I said, are therapeutic workers. Here are another two therapeutic workers as well. So, but quite different. <laughs> New little zest of life. Um, so, yeah, let's go. So, Mari was just talking about microdosing. Mm, yes. And, and your experience with it, recent. Yes. And what were you dosing? Um, magic mushroom. So, psilocybin um, is what the component, I guess, is that gets you high I suppose um yeah it's been kind of a interesting journey towards trying um microdosing and also finding it in Australia yeah um so I'm from Canada um from Vancouver and actually it's very accessible and easy to get um you can actually go to dispensaries and they sell it at dispensaries um uh, psilocybin or magic mushroom so it's really easy to get so I wasn't too sure where I would find it in Australia and um, I was actually scrolling on TikTok one day and there was a girl and she was speaking about her experience uh, taking magic mushrooms for anxiety and depression and anxiety and depression are something that I battle with quite uh, quite a lot and I've tried lots of different things so I thought this would kind of be like CBD which didn't really do much for me so I thought this would kind of be the next thing. And I made a comment on the TikTok that was just like, well, where do you find this in Australia? Mm. And um, I just got all these comments back linking to 
Instagram pages. <laughs> so it was a little bit dodgy. Um, <laughs> to say Are you the sure magic mushrooms? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it initially started. And I'd get linked to Instagram pages, which actually legitimately looked like drug dealer pages. Oh. Um, <laughs> so you can't show a female nipple uh, that can sell drugs. Yeah, like they show off their their mushrooms, acid. Like they had like Willy Wonka bars, which were made with um, like psilocybin. It was crazy. So, do you know? Uh, okay, disclaimer: I do not know much about substances. <laughs> even the, I don't even know the difference between wines. <laughs> um, between what? Between wines. I thought you said lines. <laughs> like there's no difference. <laughs> They're all the same. <laughs> Every line's the same line. <laughs> Any lines a line. Are mushrooms like magic mushrooms? Ones you take, are they just growing with those properties of having that effect, or are they chemically enhanced, etc.? No, I think it's actually a certain, and I could be wrong, I'm still learning a lot about this, but I think it's like a certain type of mushroom. So like lion's mane is a certain type of mm-hmm. mushroom. Um, uh, what, there'd be like lots of different varieties, but it's an psilocybin, I think is an actual type right. of mushroom um, or the property in that specific type of mushroom. Uh, and again, I'm still like learning about this, so don't quote me on that but yeah yeah okay and continue with your journey okay so I thought that was a bit dodgy um all these Instagram pages and I actually reached out to a few of these um drug dealers (laughs) and asked them about their microdosing kits and I was like oh this just I don't know maybe this isn't the road to go down so anyways I I reached out to a couple of friends and one of my friends who lives in Wollongong actually started microdosing and she had been engaging with this person had, had received a microdosing kit, which is like a 30-day um, oh, yeah. of, and a microdose, I guess, for anyone that doesn't know, is like a very small amount of like a recreational dose. So let's say a recreational dose of mushrooms would be like two to three grams to get high. A microdose would be like uh, 20 milligrams. And so what does that look like? Like It's like in a capsule, so it actually is oh. like ground, they actually ground, like grind it up into a powder and put it into a capsule. Uh, they grind it up and put it into a capsule. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so you get it like when you receive it. And I reached out to this girl in Wollongong. I spent two hundred dollars on uh, a thirty day kit, <laughs> and then um, within a couple of days in the mail, I received these like yeah thirty capsules, and I started taking them. And <sighs> listen, the first day I took it, this is twenty milligrams. 20 I, across 30 days or? so you take 20 milligrams a day okay um five days on two days off oh, oh wow yeah. okay so with magic mushrooms it's important that you take uh have breaks oh. so um some people will do like three days on two days off or two days on two days off just depends like what works best for your body i guess but you need to take a break yeah. um when you are microdosing and yeah, the first day I took it, I uh, I don't know if I'm really sensitive to um, LSD or, or psychoactives, but I actually felt like a come up of getting high oh. and it freaked me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It like, didn't feel micro. No. 
Um, so I kind of knew I was sitting in bed. What day was it that you took it? I took it. <laughs> and lucky Monday? at the moment, I don't have a job. Yeah. So um, I have a lot of free time. So <laughs> I was sitting on the bed on a Monday and I'd taken it at like 7 a.m. And then at nine o'clock, um, my eyes just like click in or my focus just clicks into the um, shadows coming through the blinds on the bed. Yeah. Coming through the, the blinds on the bed. <laughs> no, it was, I think I might be sensitive to it because when I was younger, I used to do a lot of LSD. Yeah. And um, I don't find it super comfortable or enjoyable. So, yeah. but then I asked my friend who was on the same regimen as me and her partner done it as well. And she said that she didn't feel anything. So oh. I feel like maybe it was just, and we'd gotten it from the same person. Mm. So I feel like we maybe I'm just really sensitive to it. What was it about that? Was it was it not like being in control of what you were focused on, or what was the uncomfortable side of it? I think I think it was the feeling. I just don't think I enjoy the feeling anymore of being. I out of like I almost don't enjoy that feeling of almost. Like I'm gonna be out of control because yeah. when I when you do LSD, LSD is extremely um, can be extremely intense. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was just it was just incredibly unpleasant. So I thought, okay, maybe this was just yeah. Did it increase any other like bodily symptoms? Yeah, like anxiety. Yeah, that's heart what rate. I was gonna ask. Yeah, I felt way more anxious. I felt way more self aware. I was anxious about things which I thought I had previously resolved. And this is another thing about psychoactives. Apparently they sort of bring forward um, things that you haven't really like processed or dealt with. Um, But for me, it was just super overwhelming. And I don't think I'm really that sensitive to lots of drugs. But yeah, for some reason... I was just incredibly sensitive to it. So I've started taking my dose down. So then the second day I took only half of that 20 milligrams and I still felt like a come up from it mm. and super intense crippling anxiety. Oh. Yeah. So it was not pleasant for a long for a while. Yeah. For like three or four hours. Uh. Yeah. It made my anxiety way worse. And then so I was as you do, I went to Reddit. Um, <laughs> can relate. Do. <laughs> yeah, I do do that. <laughs> to find out if other people had similar experiences. And um, some people said that you can just be really sensitive to it and you just have to kind of figure out your dose. And maybe my dose is way less. I actually have some in my bag. I can show you what it looks <gasps> like. Um, mm, like. Are you going to wake my baby up if you get <laughs> high <laughs> or something? Seems- Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Let's do it in the morning. No, yeah, uh, yeah right I can show you I what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you what it looks like, but yeah. Oh. That's like, what would you, are you, are you sensitive when it comes to, um, like, antibiotics, painkillers, other kinds of, like, just medical medicine? No, so not at all. And mm. I've done, I've tried, like, MDMA, I've done Coke, I've done lots of things yeah. and I haven't had that. I don't know, it was just real. I think I'm just really sensitive to it. So I think also um, when you try to, you know, try these alternative medicines, 
because it's not regulated I think Mm. yeah you need to just be really conscious that the way your body chemistry might respond to something might not be um the way that you think it's gonna be or like yeah or how it's gonna help you I don't know if that's making sense but have you stuck with it um, no, it's freaking me out. <laughs> so yeah, don't if I don't feel right, I don't think I don't think you should. I think you gotta yeah, no. I trust your gut and see. You reduced it a bit, so I assumed you. I were did. With it. I did. So I'm trying to see if I reduce it, if it'll be better. But I do feel like it's been bringing up really strong emotions. A lot of them really unpleasant, and I think maybe that's part of the process, like that feeling to heal and stuff. So. Like, maybe there's a benefit. Right. Because you can that. interpret it as, like, a this is bringing things to the surface that... Which is good. And right. that's part of healing. Mm. Um, but it's just been, yeah, it's been overwhelmingly intense. And I don't really drink that much. But the other day, I had um, six or seven drinks out with friends. And the next day... I woke up with the most crippling anxiety and depersonalization where Mm. I didn't feel like I was real Mm. (laughs) and I didn't feel like I was a huge, it was really scary and I've never had that before. And that's another thing that I don't like about LSD is the, the out of body experience. Some people might really enjoy that, but for me, it like really freaked me out. So yeah, I'm still trying to think if I'm going to continue on because I did spend $200 on it. <laughs> Which, yeah. like, everyone's finances are, are different, obviously, but I'm surprised that it was only $200 for 30 days. Yeah, like, look, how do you price like, these things? Yeah. Can I say, though, sorry to be annoying, <laughs> when you're that far from the mic. This is <laughs> what I said, I'm nervous. Also, I haven't brushed my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> like, Fuck Our it. faces are so close. Your breath smells fine. <laughs> I'm sure you're Can lying. you move it like 10 centimeters towards you, Mari? Because you're in a comfy position leaning on that elbow. When oh. you go this far out, the sound oh. cuts in and out like oh, this. Sorry. Yeah. It's all right. It's okay. Sorry, <laughs> mum. It's a learning curve. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. First lesson of Eliza's cult. <laughs> Learn how to use a mic. <laughs> <laughs> or get out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of drugs... Annabelle, <laughs> there's been times Which where, one? yeah, <laughs> Annabelle's been through a couple of party girl eras. It was one era, mm. an extended era. Do you know what? I would like to share an era, this one-time era that she had of just last week. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, what? Like she doesn't, Mari, listen to this. So Annabelle was in Fiji <laughs> like three days ago. <laughs> And I get this <laughs> voice note at one thirty in the morning that Annabelle's taken some kind of substance <laughs> in another country. <laughs> and she is so fucking off her fate. I don't know if she's drunk or if it's drugs. I don't know what's going on. And it she, was legal. It was cover. <laughs> I still don't know what it is, but she was off her rocker. And then, and then all about this. Annabelle gets lost in this journey she's on at 1.30 in the morning. She loses her fiancé. He's, I don't know where he is. And she's like, all these men are giving me directions. And I was like, what fucking men are you talking to? And then she's sending me videos of her, what looks like she's in rural country. Like, I don't know where you went. I'll show you after the video. And then 
<laughs> and then it just gets worse from there. She's like, I know that these voice notes might be a bit alarming. And then the, the rest of that voice note was you for three minutes straight laughing at the fact that you said alarming. And then, <laughs> this is the best part. Oh, and not to mention... That day, there was severe cyclone warnings. Yeah. And they literally <laughs> let us out of our room at 12 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and they had the sandbags set up all around. Like, it was a serious, like, the videos, it was like grey skies, all the palm trees are, like, going crazy. So it was scary. She's lost. It's a middle of the night. Men are with her, but not a fiance. <laughs> I don't know where she's. And then she sends me this video. I've been like, I've been trying to catch these all day. And it's her no. <laughs> fucking padding cane toads <laughs> and then the video pans out and annabelle's in some fucking swamp <laughs> it's like a hundred cane toads and she's just kneeling down patting one thinking it's a frog <laughs> And I didn't. And then I didn't hear from her. That was the last. And I was like, "She's drowned. She's died. She was poisoned from the cane toads." I was trying to find literally the name of your hotel. Oh and I was like, God. "If I haven't heard from her by eleven, I'm calling them." Oh my god, I'm so sorry. And I didn't know. If, I couldn't remember what the drug was called. I didn't know how to spell it. I didn't know if it was legal. So I was like, "If I call her hotel and say she was like on some substance, what if she goes to jail for like fifty years? What are the laws over there?" Have like what they put in non-alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. It's literally like their marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not a le- it's not illegal. Okay. It's just a, it's a root that okay. they grind down and wash through with water. So basically, thank you, Eliza. <laughs> I, I was like, where is she going a week ago? What drug was I taking? <laughs> By the way, I checked with the staff there. They said. The toad, <laughs> it was a toad, not a frog, was not poisonous. Um, I Googled it and the cane toads yeah, in Fiji are poisonous. I yeah. looked this I up, know. every single variation. I asked them and they were like, if it was poisonous, we'd put signs up. And I was like, well, I'm the idiot then. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck me. <laughs> and that night I was sitting on our little porch and these kids were catching them. And I was like, it's fine. They're not poisonous. <laughs> like they probably are. <laughs> But I got home, I washed my face, stayed up all night. Did like, you wash your hands before you probably put not. the cane toad And then juice. I woke up to Eliza's message like, they're poisonous. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I read. And I was like, I don't even want to look in the mirror. Like, am I going to have a face? What's she happening? didn't tell me when she got home. She didn't tell me what happened the rest of the night. She just said, but they were so cute. <laughs> that was it. And the video as well that I looked at the next morning, it only goes for a minute and cuts off. I'm pretty sure I was filming them for like 10 minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, you have, um, your party earlier is still coming out. Yeah, it comes in. Like- so, basically, uh, so we were at an all-inclusive uh-huh. and we didn't drink that much throughout, but that one night we did drink a fair amount. And we went to this dinner that was um, booked in and there was this beautiful song that the staff did and it was amazing. And then this guy came over, a waiter, and he, we were chatting with him. And then he made some reference to other uh, drinks. And I was like, I want to try kava because I know it's a drink. And right. he was like, oh, kava, well, you'll have to hang around later tonight then. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And Connor, my like beigeist fiance is like what what's kava oh my god like because he said it's so elusive mm-hmm. and i was like pretty sure it was legal which it actually i don't even know if it, it is 
pretty I'm sure that they put it in non-alcoholic. Like, that's the new thing that they're putting in non-alcoholic wow. like, mm, yeah. alcohol to get you, like, like Gigi Hadid and or whatever. Her sister made, like, an alcohol <gasps> with kava in it. And it's meant to be, like, a natural... This like, excites yeah. me because I can't drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So It's K-A-V-A, kava, not C, which is, okay. uh, like, the, a Prosecco from Spain. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. (laughs) So there's C-A-V-A, which is a bubbly, uh, a sparkling wine, I'm pretty sure, in Spain. Anyway, so this guy was like, yeah, give us some cash. And um, like, and he was like, he wasn't like dodgy about it. He was like, yeah, if you want to drink. He was talking loudly in the restaurant. He wasn't being dodgy. But he was like, yeah, if you want all of our stuff, hang out like afterwards. And so I was like, Connor, go get cash. <laughs> like, I'm doing this. I'm doing it tonight. So we gave him cash and we ended up, like, once the restaurant shut, we were um, in the back, like, patio area and we sat with him with a bucket full of murky water. Like, it looks like muddy water. And he would drink, uh, so it, like, out of a cup, a half a coconut cup, and he would drink a full one and it was called a tsunami. And then he would give us like little baby ones. And then throughout the night, like different staff members from the resort would like come in and chat with us and have a glass or two and like just like hang out. And they said, he said that they and another woman said that um, when women are pregnant, they drink at least one cup a day. (gasps) So, and that's why they say Fijians are so happy. (gasps) I don't know how accurate that is. Obviously, he said, yeah, because they drink kava. And because I asked, because I brought a bottle of wine with us, never go empty handed. (laughs) And he was like, no, no, for later. Like you don't drink while drinking kava. I was like, oh, all right. That's intense. Like, and I was thinking greening out. Like that's how intense I thought it was. And we were just drinking kind of happy. And I was like, oh, what do you feel? And he said, it's dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally dirty water. Like it's not, um, actually, I know this sounds so bad. Sorry, any family member, if you ever hear this, but it tastes like cocaine. Oh, I thought you were going to say semen. (laughs) Which I've... Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I've never tasted semen, obviously. (laughs) But no, like um, uh, that dirty... I can't explain it, but it tasted like cocaine to me. I can't explain it. Only people who... Not me. (laughs) <laughs> who have tried cocaine would know the taste. <laughs> it's hard to explain, but that was the closest like relative taste. And anyway, he said that it will. It's the best. It's what people drink in Fiji as an antidepressant. Wow. And I just kind of felt drunk the whole time. It like kind I didn't of fucking worked. It. You sounded yeah. so happy. <laughs> so we were like, yeah, it was just normal sitting, chatting, having a good time. But we'd been drunk before even starting that. And then when we started walking back and then I think I, for whatever reason, we separated and then I, it hit me so hard. Not like physical. I just felt euphoric. Like I genuinely was, I don't know if I just needed to be alone. It was dark where I was. Like, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just my subconscious. I honestly, I just felt so happy so naturally the first thing I do is voice note Eliza <laughs> like <laughs> any high or low emotion that I have I'm like Eliza needs to hear and when us. we're like in the middle we just don't talk <laughs> if like, it's just a general emotion it's like no, no. <laughs> so but, at what yeah. point did you lose Connor I, I wish I could remember and I'll show you the messages. It's just me saying to Connor, I'm lost again. It was the second time that day that I got lost. <laughs> Wait, did Connor drink it as well? Yeah. 
Oh, he did. He had probably a bit more than me. And he was – he feel? The same. He got just like a little moment later on of that giddy happiness. Like, oh, yeah. I want to try Carla. Yeah. 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 It seems nice. It yeah. Does. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew like – because a colleague of mine had recently been to Fiji and they gave it – when they got to his resort, they gave him a cup. That's how I knew it couldn't be illegal because – the yeah. five-star resort no, he went to not. stay at, they gave to him. Yeah, <laughs> so right. I was like, I'm sure this – but it was also something that, like, I know, like, a supervisor staff member came around and was like, hmm, like, looking at us and the guy that we were with called Minnie was oh. like, I got a photo, I'll show Aww. you. He was almost as tall as Connor. It was really funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so ironically called Minnie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, – <laughs> Yeah, and they were like, oh, no, who are these people that are in on the carver? Like, it was like a bit of a hush-hush, like, uh-oh thing, yeah. but yeah. So, taking a bit of a deep turn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to make this depressing now. <laughs> Both of you have, would you say, answer one after the other, maybe? Like, you've had anxiety or mental health, or Annabelle's been diagnosed recently with ADHD, and we're going to do a separate podcast on that eventually. <laughs> We've been talking about it for, like, years um would you say that you've had mental health concerns since teen or the age of being a child like has this been like a borderline lifelong thing for you Mari's saying yeah yeah I think um so I had obsessive compulsive disorder and apparently well it never goes away but it was really bad when I was a child and then before that I had really bad separation anxiety um, I like couldn't be away from my mom at all. And then, yeah, I think it's just kind of like manifested into different things throughout my life. Depression, anxiety. Yeah. I want to talk about OCD because people... OCD is... it's OCD People have the wrong, black. the very incorrect... You know, I, in my, I had a training once for work from a very well-known psychologist and she was talking about OCD and the kids that we see in our work. She was training us as therapeutic workers to work with them. And I was saying with OCD about the compulsive thoughts and oh, intrusive thoughts, sorry, that come in and how like some, a lot of people can convince themselves things like I'm a pedophile or I have pedophilic thoughts. That's a really common one. And she was like, no, that's not, you're incorrect. It's just excessive turning the doorknob and checking the city times and no. I was like I feel like I'm pretty sure tell me your opinions because Annabelle you're diagnosed with this as well isn't it I would say the intrusive thoughts is more holds more of I guess the substance of the diagnosis than the compulsive actions right you meant the thoughts like yeah. the thoughts are more the intrusive thoughts intru- are, yeah. yeah define for, it more for me like I think the compulsions are what calm down the intrusive thoughts yeah so it starts with the intrusive thought and then the compulsion is used to like like, tap your head twice manage that and that's why like again um uh they've found a lot of evidence to suggest that like microdosing might help with um ocd and with intrusive thoughts so that Mm. was kind of one of the reasons again like i wanted to kind of go down that route but yeah i would definitely say that it's the intrusive thought and then the Mm behavior is what is meant to kind of calm that that's are you, just my are you comfortable mind. sharing like what? I had some pretty fucking crazy OCD behaviors yeah like so okay so some of them were like I had okay <laughs> I had a lot when I was like in the th- the height of it I could only eat certain foods 
because those were safe foods. I could, when I would, I would come home every day from school and I would have to, I don't even know if I've told people this because it's it's quite like embarrassing or it's just hard to speak about, I guess. But Mm -hmm. I would have to like pick up, I would go into the woods and pick up a stick Mm. And I would have to, like, have a feeling about the stick. Mm. And I would do it every day on my way home from school. And then I would take the stick and I would put it in a drawer under my bed. (laughs) I know. And I couldn't throw, I couldn't throw them away. I couldn't throw anything away because if I threw anything away, something bad would happen. I can so see for you that it would manifest in, like, signs and spirituality a little bit. Yeah. Yes. So I think that's, like, tied into my adult self now I guess like the microwave could only be set at a certain time like certain numbers I'd have to touch corners of things and what about the thoughts um are they are there patterns to your thoughts or is it just constant like random intrusiveness you wouldn't be aware of them as a kid would you because now as an adult you get the thought and you go that's wrong or I shouldn't think that or that's inaccurate or I know that's an intrusive thought now whereas as a kid it would be hard to identify I feel like yeah, I guess for me it was like, oh, something bad would happen to my parents or something bad would happen to me. Someone would get sick if I don't touch the side of that yeah. desk or the yeah. corner of that desk or, yeah. So, I don't know. It was pretty, it was like, it's actually was like a living hell. Yeah. It was a living hell. And now as an adult, it's not so much behaviors that it comes up, it's more like the thoughts yeah. More intrusive thoughts. Yeah. You're more in control of the physical reaction to yeah. the thoughts, I feel like. Yes. Yeah. Because now it's really socially unacceptable. I'm not a child anymore. So yeah. engage, like, I think this it being socially unacceptable now, like, stops me from engaging in the behaviors because it's like, oh, she's weird. Oh, that's weird that she's doing that. Or doing it subtly. Like, just brushing yeah. the back of your hand against something instead of, yeah. like, yeah. I know, yeah. Do you know, before I get to you, Annabelle, when... A lot of people say like, oh, everyone has intrusive thoughts. Everyone has violent thoughts about jumping in front of a bus or throwing a kid <laughs> over or something. And when someone said that to me, I was like, I don't. Like, I really, I literally don't. Like, not, <laughs> not everyone has it. I think that it can be more common than what we think. But when I was pregnant, that was my only glimpse that I've ever experienced into like anxiety and I felt like I had I don't know if it was was, I would class this as like OCD but similar things where uh, Annabelle gave me a moonstone bracelet and early in my pregnant pregnancy and I was so paranoid that if my bracelet broke I would lose the baby and then my I had a fiddle leaf fern and right as I got pregnant uh, wait, is that what it's called? Fiddle Fiddly fig. Yeah. Fig. Yeah. <laughs> Same fucking thing. <laughs> Confidently like, yep, that's it. <laughs> it wasn't. And right as I got pregnant, it was like a, a meter and a half tall. This little one spouted up next to it, like 10 centimeters. And I was like, this represents my baby. And if something happens to that, yeah, I'll lose my baby. Wow. And then wow. I got really into like, I became so superstitious. I was talking about this today with the mate we saw. <laughs> A psychic would oh. recommend. <laughs> we did it for fun. Which one? <laughs> um, and uh, that I saw, like, I was so obsessed with signs in my pregnancy that, especially, I think I've talked about this on my podcast, but especially my initials, EJW. And the fact is, like, 
it was still it was getting validated to me because I was literally seeing my initials on number plates all the fucking time and that was me thinking everything is going to be okay with my baby if I can see my initials on a number plate and if it had gone more than two days I'd be fucking freaking out being like I haven't felt him move I haven't felt this and I knew it was going to be especially good like a good day and everything was okay if I saw EJW 29 because my I'm t- I was turning 29 my birthday's on the 29th that's like my favorite number and but you know what's weird is the first time I had an ultrasound that was near where I live now I saw a car EJW parked right outside 29 and then and another letter I can't remember and then the day I went to the hospital to get induced I saw a different car First car I see going to the hospital, Boom Gates parked next to me, EJW29, different car. So I was like, come on, like what are the fucking, I was convincing myself. I had so much confirmation bias and literally as soon as I gave birth, it like left, it all left. I had none of that like. Or were you not looking for it anymore? No, because I still see, (laughs) I still see it all the time, but I think positively. I saw my initials like twice yesterday in cars, and I'm like, see it though, because it's like you, like they say, when you see eleven, eleven. No, when oh yeah, (laughs) but like when you have an X with a certain car, you suddenly see that car everywhere or whatever. It's like so aware, or you not looking for it as much anymore. Exactly, and it's the same with like pregnant. Like when I was pregnant, all of a sudden, pregnant people were fucking everywhere everyone's pregnant I could see them all the time whereas like now that I'm not pregnant I never notice pregnant women like but yeah it was interesting like that I was so convinced of these things and even though like rationally I could understand like my baby's safety is not, not tied on whether or not yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are these number or plates. at least it's not healthy con- to continue yeah. that. all this break it took me so much willpower to take that bracelet off and I still have it hanging in the bathroom just in case like it was it's so comfort. weird it, yeah you know. and it's like you understand when people find things to connect with like crystals or sticks or yeah. like <laughs> how you use sticks now you know like it's just like yeah it's interesting so yeah. I thought like I don't know what that was I definitely felt like pregnancy was the only time I really felt like I was looking at Adrian being like is this what it feels like to live with anxiety yeah. I remember you saying that to me as well that fucking sucks <laughs> like it's so hard to go through a day and not be able to it's not like consciously feeling worried in the sense that like your thoughts are worrying about something. It was the feeling like mm. something's not right, something's not right, like that. And uh, is that the experience that you guys have had with your anxiety? I feel like you hit the nail on the head in the control sense of it's a feeling. Yeah. It's not a like people, I mean, I know people know that this isn't how anxiety works, but a lot of people think like, and CBT is a great therapy to use for these things, but that takes so much time. It does. And you can't just decide, like you don't even notice in the moment that you're so anxious until you're really anxious. And it's already been hours of being anxious, I find personally, that I wasn't even cognizant of. I was just slowly getting a little bit more stressed or anxious. And then suddenly I feel like I'm going to throw up or whatever symptom I might be having from that stress of anxiety. It's a feeling to me, not... A thought process yeah yeah and I think it's a really good point to make because that's something that I have learned like I was pointed out once by my mom where I was having a really stressful like back when I worked at like 
fucking Westfield <laughs> customer service when I was like 19 and it was like Christmas peak period it was really stressful getting yelled at by everyone and I called my mom and I was like I feel so sick I think I'm gonna vomit and she's like every time you have an exam or every time something stressful is happening you always say you feel sick like you're not sick you don't have a stomach bug it's your anxiety it's anxiety and I was like holy fuck like this is me making this realization at 19 not now but like it I just thought like oh I would if I was anxious I'd be worrying about it or thinking like I'm so stressed I'm so this like I felt fine but it was like my body was telling me Mm. no and even like I've experienced that like as as an adult recently like the amount of pain my body was in obviously I had that injury um but before and after that as well I obviously experienced a lot of like physical chronic pain all day every day and since I haven't been working <laughs> my body's never felt so good <laughs> it, wow. it certainly looked better before but like it feels so good right now in terms of pain like I still get sore backs every day but I feel like it's the normal person's sore back not like holy fuck I can't move so and I I feel like and I remember like one of my one time my remedial masseuse was like every time I have like a social worker or a nurse come in or like a therapist you all come in with the same sore spots and she's like it's always it's always here and it's always like how you store it and it's the same as uh body fat yeah like commonly nurses will store body fat in their gut yeah and they'll have bigger bellies because of their cortisol levels yes yeah they're not on a normal time diet and Uh they're consistently their stress hormone is up down up down depending on their patients and their their shift and people with I hope you don't mind me like listing your diagnoses I I think I already mentioned you have ADHD but like people with like ADHD are so attracted to cortisol that a normal everyday office job can be so unsatisfying you can't stay focused that you need things that give you that cortisol spike Mm. so that you can stay engaged with it and it's like this cycle like I fall into that trap too whether or not I have ADHD I don't know but like I love like give me the fucking drama like when I'm working a job that pays well it's cruisy and I'm working with kids and not much is happening I'm like Where's the crises? Where's yeah. the like? And then something. in that time, you're, yeah. you're finding the dopamine in other ways. Like you're snacking yeah. a lot more, yeah. Or you're yeah. watching or playing games or watching a certain TV more. Yeah. You're like you're chasing the dopamine in another yeah. way because yeah. that that spike of intensity isn't yeah. Hitting the same. And it's and like it applies to everything, like your relationships, where you start. Like if I hadn't studied relationships, I think I'd be ending every relationship at this point, being like. Why am I fucking obsessed with them? Like, why am I thinking about them 24 fucking seven? Like, you know, having a shrine. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I've never done. I'm just trying to like express like that obsessiveness, like excitement at the start where it's like people like get after a while turned off by the safeness of a partner Mm. or the security of a partner. Or in a job. Yeah. Yeah. Jobs too. I mean, you and I. (laughs) (laughs) Annabelle and I are always like, we switch jobs like after like a couple of years. We're like, promote me, promote me, promote me, better, higher, like always wanting to move up and 
add more to our plate like that attracts us like we're very similar in that way and then we're like where's a new business or industry that we can master yeah literally it's like what's next what we're going into business together now (laughs) (laughs) don't let this worry you (laughs) um was that like a business drop (laughs) well stay tuned guys Stay tuned. We'll do a proper drop. <laughs> Exciting news to come. Annabelle, <laughs> yeah. talk us through your experience with like the OCD. When this started, how does it manifest for you? Yeah, so I was diagnosed with um, anxiety disorder during COVID, but it kind of was like the first time in my life where I'd slowed down. I didn't have a job that was like crazy amount of hours a week or at one point during uni, I was working three jobs a three jobs Mm. and studying full-time like I'd always been go 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 and then during COVID when I stopped I think that's when everything really manifested and because I couldn't see a professional they just gave me drugs (laughs) so they gave me an SSRI yeah yep serotonin serotonin something reuptake inhibitor yeah yeah that sounds about right um And so they gave me that as like, that's the basic one that they give everyone. I was in London at the time. um, So like, I don't know if Australian healthcare would have done the same, but so I was on this basic um, antidepressant for my anxiety, which went great. Um, And then when I moved back home, I, for whatever reason, oh, I put on a crazy amount of weight, an insane amount of weight. So I asked my doctor then to change it, to try something new. And I, in that time, was getting assessed to see if I had ADHD because a fam, uh, you actually, Eliza, mm-hmm. had mentioned it to me very kindly and gently. And uh, frequently. <laughs> directly. <laughs> painfully. <laughs> no, she mentioned, like, have you ever thought maybe you have ADHD? And I, like most people, this was before it was all over TikTok. It, she, yeah. I was like... Oh, that's just for like boys in primary school. Like I didn't have a clue. And, um, but as well, I was like, maybe, and I looked into it. And so then, yeah, I started getting assessed. And in the time that I was getting assessed for ADHD, I mentioned to the psychiatrist how recently I'd been, like my intrusive thoughts had become a lot worse. Mm. And they asked if anything had changed. And I said, oh, I've changed medications And like, I don't know what medication it was, but it wasn't an SSRI Mm. at the time. It didn't matter to me. And so once getting assessed for ADHD, I was also, uh, I was also diagnosed with OCD, which I only found out because when I had been on an SSRI medication, I'd been great. My intrusive thoughts had gotten a lot better, blah, blah, blah. And then when I had changed onto a different antidepressant, I, my intrusive thoughts came back and I didn't realize that was OCD. Um, So that's how I kind of accidentally got diagnosed with OCD with medicine, which was nice. (laughs) A bit more. What a journey. A bit more substantial of an answer. (laughs) And yeah, so I've been back on an SSRI and it's been really helpful. Um, But uh, because I'm uh, five foot 10 and my partner's six foot five, this I do have a point to this. We, Just humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I'm actually a, also a model. <laughs> a swimsuit. I model. am blonde with blue eyes yeah. and I do get complimented on my lips on the daily. <laughs> By Eliza. Strictly Eliza. 
Someone asked me the other day, Annabelle's lips, oh, it was um, Ali, oh, Annabelle's lips real? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> they are. She's like, they're the nicest lips. <laughs> That's so good. That's so nice. Yeah. Cut this out. <laughs> no, now I'm blushing and I've lost track of what I was saying. Oh, so I You're have so a, tall. I'm very tall. It's been a lifelong battle. I hated it when I was younger and still Aww. sort of do. But um, we, so we had the... Um, exit row seats we pay extra generally to get the oh, extra yeah. leg room yeah and um because weirdly enough I have the same length leg <laughs> as my six foot five fiance <laughs> and I'm five foot ten so I'm all fucking leg and so it's helpful another little that. humble brag <laughs> well, no I'm, I'm just kidding I have a, I have a terrible torso you have a beautiful very uneven, uneven tits. So don't even get me started. Don't make me start naming and my And let's not get onto the feet. <laughs> they are pretty, but she just had double foot surgery. And nose. <laughs> anyway, and I have very thin hair. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, we're in the exit row seat and I was reading the whole time, yeah. the, the whole flight. And every time I would lo- look up or my eyes would like glance or my peripheral would notice the exit row door. Uh, intrusive thoughts straight uh, away envisioning me getting physically sucked out envisioning me opening it and tearing everyone out of the plane envisioning exactly because I'd watched the person how they locked it up uh, so I'm in my mind going well I know how to open it now and that's dangerous uh, because what if I compulsively just open that and like so the whole flight anytime I could drag my thought process away but it's like it's still present. Like yeah. medication doesn't just cure your intrusive thoughts. Yeah. And I know that like a lot of people will hear that and go, oh, yeah, of course, I would think that as well. But it is constant. Yeah. <laughs> like every time I'd glance at the door, every time I'd be distracted by what I'm reading, every like it's always. And once you're aware of it, you can kind of like be a bit. But like you get so used to it that you just kind of go, oh, it's an intrusive thought. Yeah. Back to my reading or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it can be it like it never kind of ends I guess do you get um intrusive thoughts of violence to other people like if you're talking to Connor like thinking like oh I can just fucking hit you in your face <laughs> right now <laughs> very rarely okay. personally what about you uh yeah <laughs> Mari is like yeah. I was like I don't know how to like refer to Mari, but I'm like she's the gentlest, sweetest, oh, most wholesome so Canadian. Like also could do very little damage. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I don't love it, but yeah. <laughs> I would. Um, I used to work in construction, and I would when I was talking to some of the guys at work. I would think, what if I just made out with you right now? Like, yeah. what if I just grabbed your face and made out with you yeah. right now? Yeah, yeah. So those are like some of the weirder intrusive thoughts. But then I actually found it really helpful when a therapist said to me, "I know Eliza, you said that you don't really have intrusive yeah. thoughts like that," but she said to me, "Oh, lots of people have intrusive thoughts, Mari." And I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay, this is normal." Like. Normal, I guess. I don't know. I always say it's not the first thought that defines you, it's the follow up. And like, there's to me, there's a difference between like unhealthy random thoughts that pop in your head where you're like, that person looks ugly or what a just something rude or whatever, like should smack you in the face, dickhead. Like, I don't consider that intrusive. Like, to me, intrusive thoughts 
are like when it's so it can be it can have like I mean after the years that like you said you kind of get used to it you know how to block it but things that like really affect your psychological well-being where you're like why do I keep thinking about like I've heard I see people on Reddit talk about like thoughts of like bestiality and mm. pedophilia harming their children where yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's OCD and I'm so glad those people are learning about that thank god because they some of them were suicidal talking about it whereas like I of course I get like random thoughts pop in my head like that all the time that are so random and I correct myself immediately I actually I literally never would look at a random and say you're ugly <laughs> in my yeah. head but like there have been times where I would someone would say something rude to me and I'd be like oh, you fucking idiot and then I think hang on if I had had their exact upbringing lived in their environment yes. had experienced all their life experiences I'd be doing the exact same thing like it's the second thought that defines you not yeah. the first yeah and that's kind of similar not the same but kind of similar to like if I'm like at work expecting someone, for instance, or have a client and I'm expecting them and they're running late and I've not heard from them. Some people's mind will jump to like, oh, for fuck's sake, they didn't set an alarm or they didn't do this and this is so annoying and it's Mm. inconvenience. My mind goes straight to like, oh, maybe something happened or maybe their phone died and they're panicking on their way here or maybe they just forgotten they're asleep and I'll leave in 30 minutes or whatever. Like you're – I feel like I don't know – if this is the same, if it's all people with OCD, but I feel like because you get so many intrusive thoughts, you start to learn to think of um, just like ways to think around it, I guess, or just think of ex- like rationalize, rationalize. It? That's yeah. what I was looking for. You rationalize so much in your brain. Like obviously, mm. I'm, I'm, you know, a hundred times in an hour thinking, oh, I'm not. Obviously, I'm not going to open that emergency door. Yeah. You start to be able yeah. to better like. sympathize with people or or think of a better directive if you can kind of like utilize it in a good way and also just thinking of the way we think about others like when I had severely low self-esteem as a teenager I would think fucking nasty thoughts about literally anyone I walk past and working on my self-esteem I literally have never I never have bad thoughts about other people like it's truly a reflection and a projection on yourself and the things that when I meet people, unless they're like literally like racist or homophobic and I have like that goes against my morals. But if I just meet someone and there's something I don't like about them, it's usually literally the exact qualities I don't like about myself or like wow. that I get embarrassed by. Like yeah. I think I've spoken about this before, but my friend introduced me to her cousin once and she's like, You have to meet Jake, he's literally you in male form, I'm so excited. You guys are going to be best friends. All lovers, blah, 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 blah. And I met this guy and, yeah, we're the same. And I fucking hated him. I hate – I was like, this guy is so obnoxious. He's, like, trying to be the centre of attention. He thinks he's so fucking funny, like, calling all the shots. Like, he thinks he's the leader of this group. And then I was like, oh, my God, that's literally the things I'm insecure about that other people would think of me. Because <laughs> one person – you know, I remember that guy, my friend from uni we used to have caught the only time I've ever had a fight with a friend, literally, was with one guy. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that was, uh, yeah, yeah. And he was like, you think you're fucking Queen B? And I was like, wait, what? Like, do you think that? And it triggered me so much. And it's something I'm so self-conscious of because when I was in high school as well, I was in like, I was in the popular group, but I always love to take everyone under my wing like constantly Mm. and 
and I would always invite kids or girls or whatever that didn't have friends or that were new or a bit awkward or whatever to sit with me and a teacher pulled me aside once and was like it's not funny and I was like what and she's like you're taking the piss out of these girls and they've been talking about it with me and I was like no I genuinely I'm not I swear but it just came across like that because it's like you know when like that Regina George is like I love your skirt. Where's that from? Yeah. <laughs> That's the ugliest ebbing skirt. That's seen. how it was coming across. I've already people. seen that Mean Girls a handful of times because every time that one scene about the skirt comes up, I'm like, oh my God, I would be that girl in the skirt. That's like, oh my God, that's so nice. Thanks. Like <laughs> yeah. every surface level thing. I'm like, yep, yeah. that's nice. Like I never, th- I never used to think I was not a popular girl. Yeah. And every time I used to just never understand – the intricacies yeah. of like those subtle things, the manipulation, the mani- yeah, the I gaslight. Just never yeah. saw it, yeah. 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 And like you didn't mean to be saying or doing anything, but it's crazy how like yeah, how intensely it was monitored. Yeah, and it was something that like really like I remember one girl came up to me and I would always talk to her after class as I would be like, come over here, like tell me, and she didn't have mates. And I'll be like, what'd you do this weekend? Trying to be really cheerful, make her feel okay. And she literally one day just said, can you stop doing this? Like pulling me aside because I find you so intimidating. And I was so mortified. I went home and cried. I felt so bad. But, you know, that's that's high school shit. But I've had uh, Eliza over to some of my house parties in the past. Yeah. Um, And she was always the person that was so – because the bitch is timely. She will get there on time, which is yes. ideal for friendship, sure. close friends. Because, you know, when you throw a house party, if it starts at like 8 p.m. I'll be there will... at 8 p.m. <laughs> I'll be there at 7.45. Yeah. And it will be this awkward, empty-ish house for the next like two hours. Yeah. And there are just some people in your life that you're like, I need them to get there on time. Because they will get the party started or they will keep conversation going or they'll make everyone in the room comfortable. And Eliza, you were that person where I was like... I could confidently be finishing my makeup because I personally wasn't. <laughs> Which you always are. Every time I go to your party, I'm there on time and you never re- – you're I'm in out, your pajamas. I'm, I'm out coming out of the shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you would just – just like not – I think that like back then maybe it would have feel, felt like – or for some people that were insecure about the setting would think that it's you taking control. But – it's not. It's you involving everyone. Yeah. It's you, like, including everyone. I feel like you have such a, like, a, a, uh, not need, but, like, a want for everyone to feel comfortable. Yes. Like, you want everyone to be a baseline, just comfortable to be yeah. there, just mm. happy. So you'll always make that effort. And you know what's so funny you say this is I set the goal last week that 2024 – I'm not going to be <laughs> making everyone feel comfortable in terms yeah. of like men that make vulgar comments mm. to me and things like that or say shit like on the street. I'm not going to laugh it off and be like, haha, good one. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not going to, I'm going to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call out. Wait, can you give an example? So like, and uh, well, even just a simple thing, like, okay, so I have noticed at times and I don't want this to turn into like a, Feminist rant because it's like 10 p.m. or something. God, please turn it into that. Okay, fine. <laughs> but I have noticed sometimes as a woman, when I walk down the street, especially where I live on the Central Coast, if a man is walking down also, even especially when I'm in the pram, they don't step aside from me. Really? And yeah. And 
I was walking with Remy recently at the entrance and um, we were doing like the, there's like a, um, a pathway, like a boardwalk um, by the water and I was there on my own and there was a group of 20, 30 guys standing by the water. I, they were all walking towards me, not one of them stepped aside so I could get through. So I had to stop in the middle of war work where they walked into me, bumping me. And I'm like, just take one step. Like I'm a single woman here. I'm not like, you know, like I'm in single as and I'm on my own with a baby and they wouldn't step aside. And then even a local guy came up to me afterwards, a fisherman, this old guy. And was he was like, wow, didn't want to make any room for you, did they? And I was like, thank you for acknowledging that. So the next day I went back, it was a different guy, but he was standing in a coffee shop in the middle of the boardwalk waiting to waiting for his coffee, but like taking up the room and I was polite and I said excuse me he looked at me and looked me up and down basically and just went back like didn't do anything just looked at the coffee shop again didn't move and I said excuse me I can't get through didn't fucking move so do you know what I did I shoved the pram over his foot (laughs) and walked through (laughs) and that's the energy I'm trying to bring in like yeah you want to get into a physical (laughs) altercation with a stranger (laughs) literally no even me saying like excuse me can I get through like I don't do that now I'm saying move please I can't get through yep and even, I, I was going to practice it the other day, but I was like, mm, this felt like an ethical dilemma. Tell me what you do. So I had to go pick up some mail for Adrian and I walked to the post office. It's a bit of a walk for me, <laughs> for a baby. It's like a kilometre and a half. But when you've got a kid in a pram, it can be solid. Walk. It can be annoying when he's like, he was uneasy, blah, blah, blah. I had Nelly tied up outside a like very busy gym. And I went into the post office, it was 8.45, and if you're standing outside a post office with a toddler for 15, 16 minutes at that point, it's so hard to keep them entertained. I was so desperate to like get in there, so I parked the pram right at the door, ready to go in, and I took him out of the pram, and I was just standing next to it, where I was trying to entertain him. And these two old ladies come, and they moved the pram and stood in front of it, and just slightly like it could have almost been an accident it was so subtle it was and, not an and they accident. were they were engaging with me they were talking they were making little like animal sounds and I was like they're so cute and they were old old and at that point you know it was right about opening they got there like one minute before nine o'clock I was there for 16 minutes and finally they opened the door and I was stressed because Nellie doesn't like my dog doesn't like busy environments I didn't know what she was doing and they both just barged in, in front of me. One of them's going through every, like, getting all the um, lotto tickets she can in the morning. And the next one's getting cash out, taking forever. And I was like, I was so close to say, I was here first, literally. I've been waiting. You saw me here. It's just the three of us. And you both barged in front of me. And also, I'm picking up a package. It takes 20 seconds. You're literally getting cash out. You don't know what your card number is. You don't know anything. But then I was like, they're like 90 years old. <laughs> like, do I intervene on these people or I let it slide? But hopefully some good karma comes <laughs> from that. But it was yeah. annoying. But if it weren't an old person, I would have called him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. have let it slide but made it very obvious <laughs> that I was pissed off. I should have lent down to Remy and be like, see, if you just let people go in front of you. <laughs> Passive aggressively yeah. talking to your child. <laughs> oh, so annoying. And I, and then I was like, who? What's the most ethical? Like, who takes precedence in this scenario? The woman with a baby, right? Or the old person? The person in line first. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. 
Exactly. Especially when the old lady said, what are you doing? Like she was trying to determine because we got to the front counter at the exact same time. We came in like from two different angles and she said, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm literally just picking up a package. And she said, well, I'm just going to take some cash out. And it took like eight minutes and I was losing my mind. (laughs) Remy's wriggling everywhere. And mine took 20 seconds. Like she literally went out the back and I signed and got it. Like it was done. Oh, that is definitely an ethical dilemma yeah yeah yeah, you made sure to be there at the right time yeah to get in first get out first like yeah but yeah but anyway old people all people aside and like another example recently like mari i had a man looking at me like really creepily and i could just tell you see people when they go to me, but this man was like really staring at me, staring at my boobs. And usually I would pretend I didn't notice and keep going off my day. And I just looked back at him and I death stared him. Oh. I did not. I just turned around and stared at him and Good. made him feel uncomfortable. Good. So, you know, how you've, have you seen those videos on TikTok? And they're like, how do you like handle when someone makes like says something? Yes, I actually... Um, saw this on TikTok and it was like making the other person hold the discomfort. Yeah. Is that yeah. the same one? Yeah. And then it's like th- if someone makes an uncomfortable comment, like as a people pleaser, you'll come yeah. in and try to like manage yeah. the mm. uncomfortableness. Yes. Um, yeah. Whereas it's like it's up to them to manage the uncomfortableness. Literally. So then she would yeah. say, oh, that's a really weird comment that you just made. Yeah. So it's like up to them. I'm to glad you that. listed that example because yeah. there's two that have been circulating. One is where someone says something insulting mm-hmm. and then all these like psychologists or like, I don't know, people that just armchair psychologists are like, well, put it back on them by saying, can you repeat that? What did you say? I missed that. So then they had to repeat their awkward insulting yeah. comment a second time. But I didn't like that because I was like, you're giving them an opportunity to one, be like, oh, don't worry, I didn't say anything. Or two, if they're like narcissistic, just happily repeat it again, saying, I said you were a fat or whatever. And I like the one that you listed where they're like, just kind of shoot their ego just subtly. Don't let it look like it impacts you. If someone says something offensive, just be like, hmm, what an odd thing to say. Yes, yes. And, and that was yeah. her, I think, her response. And it's like perfect. Yes. Someone posted this on um on my like Facebook page of people that have had babies in September 2022, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, my father-in-law always makes passive aggressive comments. He always says this and this. And someone else posted saying, ask him to repeat it. And I was like, if he is one, a man that's in his 60s, I don't think you're going to humble him by asking him to repeat it. He'll probably just literally repeat it to you and then you'll be at square one. I was saying, say to him, what an oddly misogynistic comment. Or how weird, or even best, what a senile thing to say. <laughs> that's what I you're, recommend. You're, I feel like that's fighting fire with fire because I, sometimes you've got to like, you yeah, no, gotta call I, I'm, it out. I'm not disagreeing with yeah. fighting fire with fire, but not many people would be like, hmm, that's a sexist thing to say or something. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that is such a, a tall ask. Yeah. Whereas, and I understand that, like what you're saying, where it's like, yeah, it's yeah. probably not that effective to just ask them to repeat themselves. But it's a lot easier for people to That's do that. That's very true. I That's saw, a very good point. I've seen a similar video where he said, ask them to, I think he said something like, ask them to repeat themselves when they do just say, oh, I'm surprised by that. Yeah. And then if they ask, what do you mean? What are you surprised by? Just like, just what you said. 
Yeah. Like, don't give them an answer. They don't need to know what you're surprised by. Yeah. Just say, I'm surprised by that. Like, make them think on what they've said. It's so true. And, like, what were we saying on the car ride over? What was that, that quote you were telling me? Like, was she rude? It's like a meme, yeah. Oh, well, was was she rude to you or are you just conditioned to feel like women should speak to you gently or yeah. agree with you or, yeah. you know, not argue or, yeah. So true. So or not true. speak assertively. Yeah. Um, J Lo actually recently had one of those talks where the like a celebrities at a table, and she was saying how back in the nineties she was considered to be a diva, and it yeah. was commonly known. And I remember knowing that J Lo was a diva, but really she was just assertive, and she just cared a lot about her projects and the things yeah. that she was saying or doing on reflection. And this is coming from her, so, you know, with a grain of salt. But saying, like, if a man had kind of made a suggestion to change something in what the way she was making the suggestion, it would be respected or just said, okay. But because she was doing that in the 90s, she was a diva. I struggle with that so much right now, like – when and a Hispanic we, woman as well. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just yeah. another stereotype that people can throw at her. And like recently with like our wedding planning, we were organizing picking up um, our wedding bands and I emailed them and I was like, hi there, we, purchased, we were here on the 1st of August or whatever, just wondering, have our wedding bands we created? Love to hear back from you. Looking forward to it. Blah, 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 blah. Thanks for all your support. Kind, warmest regards, <laughs> Eliza. And then she was like, hi, Eliza. Let me know. Like, blah, blah, blah. We have them ready. Like, thanks for letting me know. Um, let me know when you want to book them in. Blah, blah, blah. Adrian replies, hey, I'll come 3 p.m. Wednesday. Thanks. And I was like, <gasps> Yeah. That's so rude. And she was like, okay, Adrian, see you then. Like, and I was like, and all the emails he sent to our vendors are just like that. He just says, hi. Yeah. Two of them are good things. Whereas I'm yeah. like, hi, Tim, thank same. you so much yeah. for getting yeah. back to me. I really appreciate your timely response. I would love to book in two of your <laughs> DJs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, so much energy goes into making sure people feel comfortable and as much as I say I'm working on not doing that I'm still it's it's so innate in me I can't handle it like even when I feel tension between two people that are strangers I still feel obligated to go and break that ice and like make sure everyone's okay or like say something funny and take the attention away from it like yeah (laughs) yeah which I think is more of a you thing than the yeah female conditioning yeah <laughs> of being, you know, yeah <laughs> that's a bit more extreme yeah <laughs> I don't know where that stems from yeah. <laughs> controlling emotions yeah. and making sure everyone's happy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and you know what's funny is every time Adrian and I like we watch heaps of like superhero shit and he, every time we talk about what power would you want mine is always the same it's where she touches him or touch anyone she touches she can control how they feel yeah <laughs> or make them go to sleep <laughs> yeah. I've seen Marvel too yeah. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. What would your uh, superpower be? Mine? Oh, I don't know. Never really thought about it. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't know mine off the top of my head, but I've thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's it's not very exciting. It'd be to fly or something, to be honest. Mm, yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. What would yours Indian be, one. Annabelle? Yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah, I, I think it would be... Oh, I've all, I've, one of the top ones would be to be able to speak with animals. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I think that huh. would be really great. Yeah. And then I'd get all the goss because they can hear conversations. <laughs> so it would be like being You put like a mice. little ladybug in everyone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. When I asked Adrian this, he was like, he we were watching, we've been watching Gen V. We just finished it. So good. And um, he was like, I want that one. It's like a guy that's like fucking, he can just kill anyone. He's really good with knives. And I was like, but in this, what would you do with that? Yeah. Like, you can't just go and fucking kill someone. Like, yeah, it's cool. But, like, it's actually not going to give us, like, it's not going to serve us really in yeah. any way in case there's, like, a home invasion <laughs> or something. <laughs> but even then, like, you know, when you're, like, so skilled, like, like my brother does BJJ, he can't fight someone without legal repercussions because he's considered, like, a weapon, like, yeah. once you get to a certain point. And then I'm like, oh, really? That's yeah. That's hot. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I'll let him know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like you, a guy I know who was, um, he had a home invasion at his girlfriend's house and he did boxing and I don't even think he did it like professionally, He like in competing. He did it like in the way like that I used to do, like for fun, like kickboxing classes or something like that. But he was like, he was a big, like, he was a, he was a big guy. <laughs> and he, I don't know why I giggled when I said that. <laughs> That's so fucking weird. Did you see him naked? <laughs> I did not. Are you subtly saying you slept with this man? Um, absolutely not. Yeah. But anyway, he oopsie, he had a home invasion and he beat this guy pretty bad. To be fair, he's in his girl. This guy comes into his girlfriend's house, scary, climbs through the fucking window. Fair he enough, beat yeah. him so bad that he, the other guy's teeth were in my friend's hand, like, in the back of his hand. And he was in court for months because he did kickboxing. He was considered a weapon. So it's like... You know, it's like beyond self-defense. It, I don't know how... How does that work? Because uh, if he had a knife... Yeah, and this other time, my brother and his other friend that do BJJ were out in Manly and they came home... Uh, this is when Ollie and I lived together and covered in blood, like they'd been beaten to a pulp. And they were like, it was a bunch of like 14 year old kids. And he was like, if we wanted to fuck them up, it would have been so easy, but we can't because they had to be cautious because they'd already been in trouble for this kind of thing. So they can't do anything that's considered like, because they're considered a weapon. So they just had to take a beating from a bunch of kids. I mean, it was sad. (laughs) They probably deserved it. Yeah, probably. (laughs) It was probably some karmic lesson. Yeah. Um, a uh, slight deviation on the the powers question, superpowers yeah. question. This came up at work recently, and I thought I was, was normal. Was it an icebreaker game? <laughs> they always God no. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that means we've really run out of things to say, talk about, and we need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought it was normal to uh, look. I'm not a doomsday prepper. Oh, but if there I was so, I had this conversation Eliza yesterday is. with Eliza Ali. Is. I was like, I am beyond prepared. Do you uh, know what mentally, I, cognitively, no, physically. Do you know what I bought last week? Oh my oh. god! Okay, so you are a doomsday prepper. I bought a tomahawk. <laughs> Wait, Isn't that? it a tomahawk? I bought a tomahawk. Then a tomahawk. I'm sorry. It's like a fuck. I'll show you it. Is it a fuck off knife? It's like it looks like it's like black. Oh, I'm thinking of a machete. Sleek. And one side, it's got like a super sharp knife, and the other side is like an Serrated. axe. So they and it's oh. like 
it's small looking acts, but like they're so sharp yeah. that you can cut down branches and shit. It's just like, okay. Yeah. It's and like, I told Ali, I was like, if we, I don't know why I had this discussion with my friend from mother's group. Like, <laughs> I was like, if there is like a zombie outbreak or something and you mm. need to go survive in the wild, like there's a top 10 list of shit I would grab I from my yeah. house so yes. fucking fast. Well, thank you. So, Cause yeah. like, that was the thing. If there was a zombie, Oh, I think it stemmed from me saying the night, the sleep, the dream I had the night before was a, a apocalyptic right. dream, and we just watched Mad Max, so <laughs> it was fresh in my mind. And I was like, you know, you just know what you would do if yeah. there's a zombie apocalypse. No one, like, out of six people <laughs> I was talking to, everyone was like, "You're the weird one," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, obviously, I'm not training. Apparently, like Eliza is, and hoarding equipment. But, like, I know the first thing I'm doing is running to a chemist and getting as many Ventolins yeah. as I can. Yeah. I'm an asthmatic. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And antibiotics. If I had access, that would be my yes. first thing. While yeah. you're there, like, yeah. chuck in all the antibiotics, saline packs, bandages, yeah. um, compression socks, I don't know. And when I was talking to Ali about this and she was like, I don't relate to that, but, like, I think she said she knows how to access or she has access to, like, the specific, like, gas marks and she has iodine iodine or iodine 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 tablets because her father's gp or something and if there were like a nuclear like leak or something like toxic whatever and i was like i'm not prepared for that like i'm not prepared for like a bomb i'm it's specifically for zombies zombies. (laughs) (laughs) i'm really prepared for surviving in the wild (laughs) okay I've seen enough of Alone. I have watched. Know. I love Alone. I specifically love Naked and Afraid. Naked more. and Afraid. Uh, yeah. You guys are weird. Oh, to no, watch that. it like, is the oh. best. The, the fact that they just have to be with a total stranger is. Do what you know what the best, the best? It's the best episode. I don't know if you've seen this one, Mari. Is I've when, seen them all. So okay, yes. they have a group of three, and so a lot of these people are like they're all hardcore survivors. You can't yeah. go into the show unless you have like a lot of evidence to show. Most of yeah. them do it as a job, yeah. um, teach survival skills or whatever. So they have these two survivalists go on and this one, like, kind of like, they don't usually bring these people on, but she's, like, a very attractive <gasps> Yes, and they had to spoon. Vegan. Yes, yes, <laughs> And yes. she's very spiritual, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Are you and talking about yourself? <laughs> yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she's hot. and She was hot. They, these two other people, so they're all sleeping in a hammock together. That was, like, the one I... I like item they could bring and i don't know what it is these two other people there's a girl and a guy they're hardcore survivalists and every day that goes on they're like without the protein i deteriorating and like the amount of energy that's expenditing and i'm fading away like i can't cope can't manage they're getting eaten alive by bugs then meanwhile this beautiful vegan goddess is slowly strolling through the forest with sunlight not a single bug bite on her surviving oh she's vegan they're looking at hunting animals and they're freaking out because they can't find enough yeah. like wildlife obsessed to kill. with protein on the show and she's eating fucking moss and she out survives them all like <laughs> and it literally was such an important lesson of like it's your mindset like yes. it is real. She's like, I just yes. need the sun. She's like, oh, I just go into a meditative state and yeah. fast for the yeah. fourteen days, where everyone yeah. else is like, I need protein. I'm gonna die. Yeah. Like literally. Yeah. And yeah. you know what's interesting is like, on I have looked at, and I do not recommend people do this. It's extremely unhealthy. The fasting forums on Reddit. Oh. It's not like your normal. Like I thought it'd be like eighteen six fast. It's like people that do hardcore fast for like one. Basically, what I've learned is a lot of people surprisingly can fast for like. 10 20 
30 days and still function going to their full-time jobs in the city. Wait, what? Literally. Meanwhile, we cannot do 30 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, literally. They prepare with like electrolytes and all these things and like often, not I wouldn't say often overlooked by a doctor, but like there are clinics that can Mm. overlook these things as well Mm. and they do it and they just function and it's like, and then these people go on, um alone and yes you're like expect you're doing like you're burning a lot more energy but they're like it's been two days we haven't eaten like i'm gonna faint i'm gonna pass out blah, blah, blah. and i'm like it's so your mindset and these people that are fasting yeah. are like like they're not fit they're not like survivalists they're people that want to like lose weight or whatever or they see the benefit in it and they're like yeah i'm on day nine cruising yeah. It's well, crazy. I guess it like it's like binge eating yeah. disorder, yeah, or something, or any kind of eating disorder, really. But like binge eating disorder, because I relate to it. But <laughs> yeah. it's you know you aren't hungry, but you obsessively think about eating. Mm. But if you yeah. were able to re, you know, direct your thinking, it's your stomach isn't going to eat you alive like it feels like yeah. the second you're hungry. Yeah, you're, like I can see how yeah. you're thinking, and I swear anyone who does like. There's so many people online who do meditation and yoga and they're so skinny. I'm like, you are not that skinny from stretching. Like they look, all of them always, and they don't do, they always have like, I don't do any other like activities, but they're just sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, looking into that a little bit, like I watched a documentary and it was like, are people, can people just be naturally slim and have a faster metabolism blah 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 and this is like excluding hormonal issues like pcos or whatever like excluding that just like your average joe kind of thing and they compared people and they got this one super slim woman on who was like i never gain weight no matter what i eat i eat white bread i eat chips blah 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 hot like hot chips for dinner fried chicken that's all i eat and i'm so skinny and she was and then they got another woman who claimed to be like healthy and she's like I can't lose weight like basically like she I felt like I related to her a lot and I was like yeah and she's eating like for breakfast she's having like a muesli with like yogurt and just a little honey on top lunch is having like a toasted sandwich and whatever dinner she's having like a Caesar salad anyways what they found is that the slim woman even though she was eating total fucking trash she wasn't eating that much of it first of all and secondly they followed her all day and they put a pedometer on her and they measured like she was always walking around she did all her phone calls standing in the office talking walking back and forth she was so like fidgety and active like I'm the type of person I could sit and work let's say I'm working or whatever I could sit on this couch and work and not get up unless I had to pee for like eight hours straight and be in the exact same position like she was like fidgety walking around not eating as much like taking a little handful of chips blah 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 and this other woman that they compared her to she did like a one hour walk or workout I can't remember every day but it wasn't actually burning nearly as much and because the food she was eating even though it was really healthy it was just happened to be higher in calories so yeah super fascinating it's like it's similar to what I said before about the nurses that often nurses will hold more weight in their belly and the rest of them will be rest of them will be skinny yeah because they're it's actually a hormonal reason why yeah. their 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 fat is staying in that yeah. one area um, yeah. because it's where the yeah hormonal fat say whatever the whatever cortisol does to you yeah. um 
but yeah, the rest of them because they're on their feet constantly. But they're yeah, it's just so funny. Mm. And then there's the what's the M? There's like certain types of bodies. There's like two or three. Oh, it's like ectomorph. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. And Endo, I was looking. Endo, ecto, and something. I feel like it's an, one starting with M, but maybe I'm just thinking of morph. But anyway, yeah. uh, like, and that's interesting as yeah. well. But there's yeah. that, like, I've always loved, like, felt so reassured by the survey. Not that it probably relates to me. Like, I know I'm just unhealthy, but the survey, uh, the research that everyone ate the same thing constantly for x amount of time and they all fluctuated in their weight because it depends on your hormones and what nutrients your body is taking and all the rest you know what's so fucking wild about women's hormones is i saw this i don't know if it was a study but it was a yeah it was a study where they had women's faces side by side have you seen this yeah, I've seen it. depending on where they are and their it, menstrual cycle their and menst- they're actually more physically attractive dependent on where they are in their menstrual if they're ovulating for example every single person yeah. that viewed the side by side photos of these faces surgery. was like this yeah. person is significantly more attractive yeah. than this photo yes. it was literally just them ovulating yes. two weeks different and yeah. what was it like? Their eyes were wider. Their skin was brighter. They like what was prettier, it? They, they looked almost, slimmer. Yeah, they looked like, like they had like maybe a bit of work done yeah. as well. Oh, it was like, oh, yeah. they look like they might have something. When I'm ovulating, my lips get bigger and pinker. Like oh, really? my face looks slimmer. Like oh. why can't I ovulate on my wedding day? <laughs> yeah, you asked me like you were like my wedding day is in months, and you were like, have you seen if you're gonna get your period on that day? I was like, what? Like <laughs> that's so prepared. But it's a normal thing to think, like, yeah. to prepare for. But now I want to know if I'm ovulating at that yeah. time. We, um, I will not be in a good phase, so it's okay. Yeah, you can really know it's yeah. not long. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's two weeks from today. <gasps> oh my yeah. God, but two weeks from today you'll be legally married. Yeah, we're filming this on a Saturday. We're recording this, I mean. <laughs> There's the cameras? <laughs> only in your bedroom yeah all right well we've been on this for i love it i was like just 20 minutes (laughs) and you know what else i love is that like this we'd be having this conversation even if like we weren't recording like this is just a girl's sleepover talk (laughs) of us (laughs) like like, mari mentioned microdosing and I was like, oh, yeah. And like, we were engaged in the conversation and Eliza was like, pause this. <laughs> I'm getting the mic. <laughs> and now what have we ended the conversation on? Like we went from microdosing to. Tell me your yeah. mental health yeah. struggles. What would you do if a zombie apocalypse happened? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get Ventolins. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had this discussion the other week where you and I were both like, I would feel confident like leading a group of people. In an apocalypse. And I was like, that's so funny. Like, I wonder how common it is that people feel that they would be the leader of the group. Like, why did we both yeah. think that? Or would people be like, I'd be a follower? I don't yeah. know. It's like, and you, I don't know if you do this, but I meet someone sometimes and I'm like, you'd be such a follower. Or like, you'd be a sheep. Or you'd be, you're a wolf. Like, you can just clock <laughs> yeah. a person who's just like such a leader vibe. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I said... I didn't say I would be the leader. I said I would be the mediator. I'd be the one that would be like tracking everyone and being like, okay, you go here, you go there, like organizing the factions. I feel like you'd be the leader and 
and Mari would be the mediator. I'd like, a, yeah. let's keep the peace, guys. Like, <laughs> let's all get a stick. Get <laughs> <laughs> a stick and see how Call we back. feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> the talking stick. Yeah. Well, you go first. Yes. And what you said was so valid. Eliza, you're about really good planes too. Oh my gosh. She was that Mari? Don't you think am I spot on? Because I feel like I She's do Mari. Like mimicking you all day. Okay. <laughs> I love Now do Connor's accent. Essex British. I can't. I can't channel Connor. I'm sorry. Oh, He's I'll, gonna be very upset. I'll do it privately. That sounded weird. I mean <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Um, what time is it? It is one hour and 13 minutes past my bedtime. Mari's chronically oh, yawning. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's wind down. Wind down and wind down. What's your goodbye song? Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, 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 old friends. Never heard I that. don't know if that's the right song. What was that song that was like in every like um, – High, not high school, primary school graduation. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the one, uh, graduate, the song called Graduation. That's like literally about graduating from high school. It's like an American one hit wonder. R. Kelly? Yeah, there was a pony. Never mind, never mind. (laughs) Pony. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to stop recording now. We're going to, we're going to do this. Okay, bye. Bye.